0: Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or good evening, whichever the case may be around this rotating globe. Welcome to the other side of midnight, the time between dusk and dawn when, well, almost anything can happen. This morning is a very complicated show. For one reason, we've got the uh, FDA on one shoulder, and we've got the CDC on the other shoulder, and we've got an awful lot of critics out there who, of course, are watching to see if we do something which crosses the line let me let me explain why this is complicated we're going to talk tonight about the coronavirus again this is going to be one of those shows you're going to want to save and listen to because we're going to talk about some very important information relating to time scales vaccines versus energy medicine the results of a um, an experiment uh, tonight that i suggested a few weeks ago which Apparently, has some very interesting details that we're going to be hearing about. And uh, I want to start with news items. If you go to the other side of and you click on tonight's banner, which is for March 7th, 2020, the coronavirus banner with Sherry Edwards and uh, Charles East um, and many others to be announced during the rest of the show. You'll go to the banner, you'll click on that will take you to the guest page, scroll down, or you can click on my items under the banner at the top of that page, Fast Link Items, click on Richard, that will take you to my section of Radio with Pictures. There are two top headlines this morning. The coronavirus, there's an expert, an epidemiologist out of the University of Nebraska, who has published, apparently gave a presentation to one of these administration meetings, someone stole his slides, leaked what he was presenting. This is what the administration is hearing. <clears throat> Worst case scenario, 96 million people in the U.S. infected with the coronavirus over the next several weeks. 96 million people and half a million deaths. Let me repeat that. 96 million people infected And because of this nagging 2%, 3%, whatever the actual number is, a percentage of those people, something up to 500,000 people, are projected by this study, which was delivered to the administration as part of their prep on the uh, virus and precautions needed to be implemented by government across the board. This is the um, analysis they are hearing. Um, If you click on that, It tells you who, what, why, how, when, and where. Do not panic. What we're going to talk about tonight is definitely on the positive side of this news. But I want to share with you everything as soon as we get it. And this came up tonight as something we need to pass on. The context is item number two. This is a coronavirus update which mixes the data from China with the rest of the world. According to the World Health Organization, which, of course, for China is getting its information from the Chinese government. There are over 100,000 cases now of the coronavirus. There are 3,460 deaths, and Americans are cleaning out shelves in major box stores and all that because they are preparing to quarantine in place, to shelter in place, as the term goes. Um, we're going to be discussing the details of all of this over the next three hours. And we're going to present you with the results of an experiment which has tremendous potential. So I do not want people in the audience to panic. This is a serious, serious medical crisis. It is not insoluble. Most people who are going to get this are going to recover and some may not even know they had it. It appears in terms of the fatalities to attack the old, the infirm, people with respiratory problems, People with potential heart disease or cancer whose immune systems are, you know, very much uh, endangered right now. Those are the people, those are the risk populations that we have to focus on. And so we're going to focus on them this morning when we have this detailed discussion in a couple of minutes with Sherry Edwards and Charles East, because we may be on to something which can short circuit this whole conversation about vaccines, but it's got to reach the right people. And one of the people it's got to reach is the president of the United States. Now we know, through our backdoor channels, that this show is has been monitored. We are going to take tonight's show and send it directly to the president, so he hears about this miracle that he was calling for a few days ago. Because medically speaking, this is a miracle. This is a technological uh, miracle in the sense that it is resonating with the appropriate elements of this virus to basically make it obsolete once it's in the body. And we're going to discuss tonight in great detail how this happens, how you can participate, because we need volunteers to participate for some of the testing and the analysis regime. And we'll describe in a few minutes how that works. But you are a very important part of this program tonight, Wherever you are listening in 190 some countries, anywhere in the world, you could get this. You could be part of this invisible community transmission where people who have visited these hotspots where the virus is now known to have affected serious numbers of the population. Even people who have not visited there or come in contact with people who are known to have visited, they're coming down with the virus all over the world. Which means it's something called community transmission. Which means the vector, whoever brought the virus in, is so many steps removed that retracing those steps and finding out, you know, who it was, is well, impossible. So we're now into the remediation phase, where we, you know, containment appears not to be a, a realistic prospect, certainly for many parts of the, of the planet. So we're into what can you do. Well, one of the things you can do is wash your hands a lot. We're going to talk about that a lot and not touch your face. You know, it turns out that in an average hour, people on average touch their face dozens of times and they're not even aware of it. It's about of expressions or gesticulations or whatever in conversation. You know, we, we, we I guess some of us just do that. Um, that's one of the no no's. You don't want to do that because that quickly will pass the virus into your respiratory system, and, and you will wind up catching this disease. So one last news item before we get to my guest this morning. Um, tonight is Saturday, the 7th of March, and about 2 a.m. locally, wherever you're listening to the show, particularly in the United States, we're going to be changing time zones again. We're going from daylight <clears> – <throat> I'm sorry, from standard time to daylight savings time, and tonight is the night when we all spring forward – So at 2 o'clock local time, you're going to turn your clocks ahead one hour, which means you will lose an hour. Um, But I have a feeling you're going to be so intrigued with the program that uh, that might not matter. So moving on, um, my two first guests tonight in the first hour are Sherry Edwards and Charlie Zeese. Sherry Edwards has been accused of some of being too scientific and by others as being too esoteric. In actuality, she's a bridge between both fields of inquiry. Sherry is the acknowledged pioneer in the emerging field of vocal profiling using bioacoustic biology. She has for many years provided the leading edge research to show the voice as a holographic representation of the body that can be used to change literally the face of medicine. From birth to death, we use sounds to express our needs and emotions, but there are additional layers of information hidden within the words. In modern times, we possess only limited conscious awareness of this information for ourselves or as a means to interpret the intentions of others. Vocal profiling has the ability to let us know the intentions of our leaders, the motivations of our partners, the foundation of our sense of well being. Would that these abilities be of value in the struggle to attain dominion over our intrinsic right to personal freedom? Well, I think the answer is kind of obvious. Imagine a future in which the individual frequency-based biomarkers contained within the voice can be used to keep us and our world healthy and emotionally balanced. Well, I have one of the inventors, in fact, the inventor of this technology with us tonight, Sherry Edwards, and I will bring her on shortly, right after I introduce our second guest in this first hour, Charlie Zeiss. Charlie got interested in Russian pyramids about three years ago while watching David Wilcox's Wisdom Teaching series. Amazed at the extensive scientific pyramid research compiled by some of Russia's leading scientists and finding no Russian pyramids available for sale, Charlie set out to make pyramids for his own use and research. After verifying a number of research projects he could directly undertake and noticing tremendous personal health improvements, Russian geometry pyramids became, for Charlie, an all-consuming passion. He was drawn to the science and mathematics driving the pyramid function and dedicated his efforts both to the study and the dissemination of scientific information on the pyramids as well as designing a practical and reasonably priced Russian geometry pyramid for individual use. You can go to the other side of midnight dot com to the guest page and scroll down for more information on both my guests. Let me welcome them to the other side. Sherry, Charlie, welcome back. It's great to, to be you. here. Okay, where should we begin with this? I think, Sherry, we should begin with you because what, what I need is a brief synopsis of what it is that you are doing and then how this applies to this current galloping, escalating coronavirus situation.
1: Well, we've been, uh, for about 10 years now, looking at the yearly flu, and creating antidotes for it And giving that out to the public And it works And we have found a lot of people That have helped with uh, Antibacterial Resistant pneumonias And a lot of garbage In your nose and your chest So when this came out And we decided to look at it We found something very Extraordinary What we do is Ask people for a sample of their voice and we can look at what we call the math matrix of it and a flu looks like this math okay hang
0: on hang on hang on let me stop you there when you say you look for a sample of their voice how does this work mechanically
1: we stick a microphone in front of their voice or they can go online uh, sound health portal And leave us a sample of their voice. Most of the time they come to our offices in Ohio or they go to one of our practitioners that we've trained through the ages. And so it's real simple. Put a microphone, talk for 30 seconds. And, you know, when we started this, we had people talk for two hours and that was a chore. So now we've got it down to about 30 seconds that we can look at someone's voice and everything that you say is a frequency like a song right and when we look at maybe sour notes in a song we can look at sour notes in your voice and we know when no no hang on hang on
0: other than you who started doing this with your own voice and analyzing friends and neighbors and family and all that a technology is required because an ordinary person listening to someone's voice unless they're really in trouble they couldn't detect what it is that you're detecting. Is that correct?
1: Well, they probably could, but they wouldn't know what they're detecting. You get an uneasy feeling that somebody's not telling you the truth. Well, somebody's not telling the truth has a uh, a platform of numbers, and certain things are missing, and then you know they're not telling you the
0: truth. Okay. And so- with
1: the immune Oh, go ahead.
0: So I've asked for you to put this link so people could connect directly to the section of your website where they can get this analysis. Kintia, is, is is that on the page? Because I'm seeing the PDF, and then I'm seeing number two, but it doesn't look to me like a connection mm. to a website.
2: No, I've been having an access to the web problem here. I'm just reloading the page so that people can get to the PDF and then I'm going to add the page. Oh, okay. And while I'm, while I'm speaking, I want to clarify something because I had a call out from Robert Morningstar. We have just installed a new live stream player. So the player is no longer on the page. When you click on it, it's going to open another tab so that it, the show will not be interrupted. Your listening will not be interrupted while I'm making changes to the page. So just know it's a little bit different than it used to be. Okay. All
0: right? Okay. And I'm totally confused. What do I do?
2: <laughs>
0: How do I find just,
2: this? Uh huh. Well, How, go ahead. Right now I've just got the PDF working. Now I have to put up that page that Sherry was saying she wanted.
0: Okay. okay so, when, so well, you'll let us know in the Skype window or whatever, so we can tell
2: people. What I'm saying is, when I do it, I'm going to. You know, fresh, it's going to reload everyone's browser. You won't have to say anything, but the show listening won't be interrupted.
0: Oh, good. Oh, so we've solved that problem. That's excellent. So, yeah, it'll be, yes. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry, Sherry, but I want people to be able to gain access to this section of your website very simply because later on this morning we're going to ask them to do certain things. So please continue. Okay.
1: That is great that they can go there. It's one of the options that we're going to give. And for those of you who are out there, we're actually going to give the numbers to counteract the coronavirus and what's going on with it. So call all your friends and ask them to listen because we're going to give information that's never been put out there
0: before. And for just, you know, timekeeping sake, tomorrow night we're going to be repeating the same show. So if you can't get people to listen to the show tonight or to join Club 19.5 so they have unlimited access, They can listen to the same show tomorrow night. We'll be giving out the frequencies and all the information you're going to hear tonight so that this message gets around the world because this is not the vaccine route. This is something so radically different that the mainstream medical community is oblivious to this approach to solving these coronavirus problems or flu virus, et cetera, et cetera. Because it has to do with a larger paradigm, Sherry, which you might want to take a couple of minutes to talk about, which is how our health is reflected in every cell and every vibration of our being. That's
1: an awesome concept. James Junjewski out of UCLA. I think he's in Poland now. But he proved that every cell in the body of yeast and humans and vegetables and animals and whatever. Oh, remind me to do something new about animals here. It's really important. I didn't have my notes. But he found that every cell has a sound, and if the sound doesn't match what's going on around the cell, then there's something wrong. And see the body as a central, or the brain as a central processing unit with all these frequencies running everywhere, then it goes into your neural network, and your body is run on frequency. And frequency is everything. They measure it with, you know, you've seen that on TV where they put a little piece of cotton and this thing runs around the circle. They say, oh, well, that's um, a, a kind of blood or a, a poison or something. So they're measuring everything with frequencies. And so that's what we begin to do. By putting the microphone in front of your face, and we didn't have people sing, we had them talk. And when you're looking at uh, music, 440 cycles per second is what our music, most of our music, is made on. And when we look at someone's um, vocal print, and we've been collecting these since the early 80s, I didn't realize it was almost 40 years, and people who have immune suppression or things like colds, uh, flus, they have three numbers that show up in their vocal print, 17, 19, and 28. And the coronavirus is the 28. And so as we were looking at this, the numbers did not add up. This did not respond like a virus. And when we first started it, I think uh, the 29th of January was the first time we put anything out. Uh, we were looking at this and saying, "This is not really a virus. This is an allergen. The body's responding like an allergen." When we look at um, 17, if that's in somebody's voice, we know their pH is off. If it's 19, we know they're preparing for cancer and some kind of. Immune response. And if it's uh, 28, then we're looking at an external factor coming in, usually respiratory. So we discovered that the coronavirus is, but it wasn't responding like anything else. And I decoded it all. Normally, what we do with the flu, here's a number, and here's a number that counteract counteracted. We call it a reciprocal or an antidote. In this case, With just the coronavirus, to deactivate the gene, and the gene comes in and sets up housekeeping. That's how you get sick. Well, we attack the protein, and we control the protein because the gene's byproducts is what they're calling the protein, and that's what makes you sick. And almost every other flu, we could uh, deactivate the gene and then deactivate the protein but the number to deactivate the gene activated the protein in this case
0: oh it, my yes and it was all so it's in almost the, like it was a booby trap
1: yes that's a good way to put it
0: so this um, is an intelligently designed virus there's a huge amount of information and misinformation all over the internet on that score but your data says completely independently it was designed And it was designed with a frequency booby trap so the normal methodologies you use for fixing it or killing it or making it, you know, uh, inert did not work.
1: Exactly. And I started looking at this and then all of a sudden there's eight more proteins and then there's 14 proteins and they all started to conflict with each other. So we couldn't do this as a normal antidote to the flu, and we started looking at it, and it was so enormously complicated, there was just no way to build an antidote. So I went back. Uh, My son came back from Singapore around Christmas, and he had some kind of virus. He uh, worked there several weeks. uh,
0: You mean he uh, had like cold and sniffles?
1: Uh, he had some kind of flu. Okay. Now, he didn't have a lot of coughing or phlegm, which they say that's what the coronavirus is. Um, but I think this has been out there much longer than they say. Mm-hmm. And the other piece of it that makes me know absolutely that it's man-made is it's all in one scale. The scale's 224. And it's the A and the A sharp of the scale of 224. Our music is 220. And the article that you guys have posted, if they'll look at the first um, yellow box, it shows that scale so that anybody who is thinking they're going to get this, they can um, use some kind of device. And we gave the numbers out that were direct antidotes. Of all these 14, and now there's more that we're trying to uh, reproduce. So we gave people the antidotes of what was going on, just people with normal flu. And we gave it to my son when he's he just didn't get over it for We
0: missed that last part. Which part? You said he didn't get over it for how long?
1: Uh he still had it in January and part of February. And when it did was you just...
0: when did you first notice that he had this? <clears throat>
1: Uh, around Christmas.
0: Ah, Well, that's the time window for when this thing escaped from Wuhan.
1: Well, we visited at Christmas, and I think my husband and I both got it. I was so lucky that I got this because I could work directly on it and see what would um, cause it to fade. Now, I've done some other people who've had flus, and I've done one actual coronavirus person that's on one of the princess ships. But we have calls from all over the world, from Italy and from Bahrain, to try to bring this together in some kind of mathematical way so they give frequencies through devices to people in a large space, like a ship or a hospital Um, It could just be put out. And so I was so lucky because I got to use me as a guinea pig. So as we're doing this and we're finding out that what this flu is actually doing is uh, activating mast, M-A-S-T, cells. So we know two things about mast cells in dealing with allergens, that there is a coating on people's um, cells that if that's disturbed, then the pathogen can come in easier and set up housekeeping. And we knew this all along, and that's how we dealt with people. It's called clathrin, c l a t, c l a t h r i n. I hope I'm not butchering that. But we looked at people's uh, frequencies, and sure enough, the genes and proteins that deal with this were in stress. The other thing that's in stress is um, a form of immune system called inflammazones, and so that was part of the data that we had. Now, I want people to understand I'm not a medical professional, and I only worked with one coronavirus person so far, but we took many vocal prints and checked them, and we have not given that person sound yet. But I certainly would like to do that. Hmm. Because and, and what's holding you up? Um, well, a lot of people say FDA approval. We don't have it. And so I hit back with how about uh, WHO's compassionate care? And we really need to get in touch with the higher-ups in the princess line, and I will give them the frequencies. I will show them how to use it. I don't want to charge them anything because I – I, it's just too big.
3: It's and I'm getting big, yeah. all
1: kinds. you know, I'm getting all kinds of things. I I had an email of somebody who wanted to sell me toothpaste. <laughs> that would prevent <laughs> <laughs> That would prevent me uh from getting um the coronavirus. And you know, I've had people call me and say, We can make millions off this. Mm. Well, that's not the, this is not the time to be making millions off of something. This is a time when there needs to be a worldwide um, togetherness. Remember, I think it was on your show, we said in order to bring all of this incredible political junk together, we need some worldwide event.
3: Mm-hmm. And we were
1: hoping it was going to be an extraterrestrial Um events. So I think that was um a, we wanted to happen, but this is one. And that's why I really don't want to deal with people who want to use me to milk Princess um, ship lines, cruise lines for millions of bucks to, to provide a cure. So we Well all you know what I've together. been saying
0: for some time. The good are getting better and the bad are getting worse. And these kind of events simply kind of bring out the bad in people, unfortunately.
1: Well, it's money for companies, these callous corporations. I want to be a compassionate corporation and provide what's best for the people. And we have put everything I've just talked about, plus some more nutritional stuff, in a computer program that we've put up online, free for people to go test themselves. And particularly on glutathione and quercetin, which happens to be the biggies. That the numbers somebody created this virus to kill our ability to use glutathione and quercetin, and glutathione is a, a major issue with our immune system, with fertility, with uh, toxins, and there's just too many things showing that this was deliberate,
0: hmm. and
1: somebody needs to be taken to task.
0: Well. What we have to do is to get a cure out there first so that we actually have, uh, uh, you know, people who have survived this. Tell you what, hold it there. We're at the uh, bottom of the hour. My first guest this morning is Sherry Edwards, and we're talking about how to um, basically solve the coronavirus problem, not by approaching it in terms of traditional vaccines, but in terms of frequencies which interact with the proteins and basically nullify the action of the virus as it tries to find a home in you. You're on the other side of midnight. My name is Richard C. Hoagland. We shall return.
2: Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, $0.33 a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to this Saturday morning, March 7th, here in the land of enchantment. Um, My guest this morning is Sherry Edwards, and we're talking about this frequency displacement of vaccines, which would directly attack uh, illnesses, microscopic illnesses, bacteria and viruses at a resonance level. I mean, Sherry, this is such a paradigm shift, and you've got decades of data that shows that it works. Absolutely. And we're going to give the idea
1: to people and actually give them the information on how to use
0: this and it's all free. Well, the thing we need to do is to have some people in the audience who are, you know, fans of the president and who talk to him regularly on his Twitter account to basically just tweet about this show tonight and tomorrow night. Because if he wants a miracle, remember he said <clears throat> on television, he said he expected a miracle. It may be, Sherry, that he is aware of these modalities and is waiting for the appropriate time to bring them into, into operation.
1: Well, look at all the Rife machine stuff that's been suppressed for so many years. And about 10 years ago, we did an experiment where we could take sound and vibrate a cell on a slide and uh, break away. The cloaking that these very smart viruses do and break the cloaking apart so that the killer cells of the body can attack it. Right. And Nexus Magazine published it and we have a video of it. Uh, we've proven that we can do it. And then James Genghisi proved that every cell has a sound. We've been using this for about 10 years. But nobody would really pay attention because it was so Star Trekky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, well, real science turns out to be Star Trekky. All right, let me bring Charlie on. Charlie, you've been listening to our conversation. Talk a bit about how you got into the pyramids and got into the idea that the the effects that you've been measuring are frequency
4: based. Well, I think the the place where I started was listening to uh, to David Wilcock. Uh, wisdom teachings about four years ago where he brought up just a plethora of, of scientific data about the health benefits of pyramids. Now, I've been interested in frequency medicine ever since I read vibrational medicine, Richard Gerber's classic probably, what was that, 30 years ago, and have always been interested in learning more about this when I Came across the pyramids uh, several years ago, I realized that this was uh, ultimately a frequency and vibrationally based uh, uh, modality. And, you know, have, have used the last few years to try to become more um, aware of the method of action of the pyramid uh, that comes through exploration of the geometry and also the research. And um, as a result of all of that, I, you know, I think that there is a very valid um, uh, consideration that the pyramid, as we're going to go through, uh, with this specific geometry, has dramatic impacts on the immune function of the human body, number one. And number two, it seems to have the ability to amplify any frequency that is placed inside of it, whether it's a sound frequency or even thought itself. So mm. uh, with those as sort of backdrops, uh, you know, that's that's where I'm at and, and what I'd like to, to talk about, um, you know, this evening, uh, starting first with just the research from Russia. And uh, that gets into both the uh, the information on improving immune function, and also how that actually occurs. Okay. So, you know, if you'd like, I think maybe that would be the best place for us to start. Yeah, I just wanted to make one mention. I think, Sherry,
0: you're in Gerber's book, right?
1: Yes. And he sees this 30 years ago. He sees this as the medicine of the
0: future. Well, the future is here, and here we are, and we need to get the word out because – Folks, this is really important. This is not speculation. This is not hype. This is not the usual Internet nonsense and noise. This is real science, which simply has not been recognized. And in the midst of a global pandemic, it had better be recognized now because it's the only thing that's going to save very, very, very ill people when all these other modalities do not work. Because they're trying to work on the effects As opposed to I believe Sherry I'm correct in saying The cause, right?
1: I believe so and We'll get more into that as we go
0: along Okay, Charlie pick up please
4: Okay, so what I'm going to do Is to present the science uh, Behind the, uh, the Russian pyramid research That indicates the improvement In immune function And from that point I'm not, then going to turn it over to, to two folks uh, who uh, I have the pleasure to, to know, uh, Lori Sasson and um, um, uh, Marza Millar, who both are uh, healers in their own right and have used the pyramid for uh, sound healing in various different ways. So, what I want to do is just to, to begin by setting the, the stage for the fact that the pyramid itself vastly improves uh, immune function, and then after we've done that, we can turn it over to talk about some real-life case studies. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So if, we, if people want to follow along uh, on the website, I'm going to start uh, – we can – you see, uh, slide one is just a picture of uh, one of the pyramids. Uh, yeah, let me just I tell make. folks
0: how to get there. <clears throat> Go to the other side of midnight.com.
4: That's our homepage,
0: the other side of midnight.com. Click on tonight's banner for March 7th with Charlie and Sherry prominently listed and that uh, microscopic enlargement of the coronavirus there in full screen. Click on that banner. That will take you to the guest page. Right under the guest page, you'll see. Some items that say uh, Fast Links, um, Richard, Cherry, Charlie. Click on Charlie's. That will take you down to his items. And number one looks like a very interesting black wireframe, Russian-style tippy-top pyramid in a garden somewhere.
4: That is parked on um, my uh, patio in the backyard in the summertime, of course. Okay. uh, uh but that's a that's a, an example of the uh, the pyramids that i make these pyramids uh can be made just for purposes of uh explanation out of any uh non-base metal uh you could use wood for example or fiberglass or other things but this works uh most effectively uh for shipping and for manufacturing purposes so that's why we use the the pvc mm mm-hmm. But anyway, to to start with slide two, I'm going to just go forward here and try to explain as, as rapidly as I can the important facts that come out of the Russian research as it regards or relates to enhanced immune function. So we're going to talk first, and we talked about this one, Richard, briefly, but we, we didn't really have enough time to go through this the last time we were on, but... This first example uh, is done with mice, and it shows that when exposed to various levels of the uh, Salmonella typhimurium virus, uh, that the survival rates of these mice increase tenfold uh, through its, their exposure to the pyramid. So, essentially, so what wait, 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 wait. Let me let me get this straight. <clears throat> you have got a set of mice.
0: You have got a control group. You give both right. groups this Salmonella virus. Correct. You put the, the survival group in the pyramid. You put the survival, the, the, the control group somewhere else. And then right. you simply monitor who dies after, after a certain amount of time exposed in the pyramid and outside. And you say that there was a tenfold increase in the survival right. of the mice in the pyramid.
4: That is correct. Wow. And um, that's an amazing result in and of itself. We have well that means
0: you' slashed your fatality rate by a factor of ten.
4: That is correct. Yes. So in this case, they used varying dosages of the uh, uh, typhumorium virus into the mice to, to kind of get a feel for how this uh, survival rate might change. And if you go to the results section, Uh, which is the key, you'll see that the survival rate of the mice who received exposure to the pyramid greatly exceeded that in the control group. At the smaller doses of contamination that were administered, 60% of the mice exposed to the pyramid survived, whereas only 7% survived in the control group. Mm -hmm. And at larger doses of contamination, where you would expect higher death rates, 30% 30% of the mice exposed to the pyramid survived versus just 3% in the control group. So in effect, what happened was there was a 10-time increase in the survival rate of the mice that were exposed to the same amounts of this typhomerium uh, virus that were uh, put under the pyramid. Okay, now let me get this straight because I want to set this up for what we're going to talk about later. <clears throat>
0: Several weeks ago, I suggested that you and Sherry bring your research together and right. you do these kinds of biological experiments with frequencies, but in a pyramid. Because as I'm reading it here, the mice were injected, they were exposed in the pyramid, but they were exposed just to ambient background, etheric torsion field frequencies, a whole continuum with no specific frequencies being applied,
4: right? That is correct.
0: Okay, so this is a survival correct. rate for just pyramids, uh, uh, pyramids, mice in pyramids without any additional
4: frequencies. Correct. Excellent, correct. okay. So, so that's, that's uh, example number one. Uh, we can go now to example, uh, or excuse me, to slide three. Okay. which uh, talks about the antiviral and anti-cancer effects of the pyramid. And in this case, they tested the change in, uh, it's here it's called the drug venoglobulin, uh, and its capacity to protect mice from the encephalomyocarditis or EMC virus. Okay, and just just to
0: hold one second. We're talking about the work of Dr. Golod in in Moscow, the yes. the billionaire yes, who's built me. these massive pyramids and then conducted a series of scientific studies, biology, energy. I mean, a huge range of disciplines. Oh, huge. right? Yeah. yeah. That, so that you're reporting exactly. on his biological experiments, just putting organisms in the pyramid, and these are very big pyramids he's built. These are huge
4: right. yeah. Sometimes they were direct exposure to the pyramids As in the previous example In other cases we're going to find That uh, uh, people were given water ah. uh, To drink In other cases as in this um, uh, They were given uh, Venoglobulin that was exposed uh, To uh, water from the pyramids So it's different in each case but still, it's the pyramid energy that we're um, that we're dealing with here. Right. So, so in this example, and this one is a is going to take a minute to explain because I don't want to bring homeopathy into this discussion. I want to leave it aside. But we're going to find things that sound similar to homeopathy here. Hmm. But so anyway, surprising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Given surprising. that we're dealing with a field phenomenon. That's right. That's right. But venoglobulin, it, it, this is coming directly from Google Translate. So to call venoglobulin a drug, I want to I clarify that venoglobulin is actually uh, uh, something that comes from the human blood itself mm-hmm. and is not a manufactured drug per se. It's, it's really just a le- high level of uh, antibodies that are taken from healthy blood and then are injected into... Uh, so they in
0: basically a, take the blood from, a, from a, a donor, then centrifuge it, then correct. pick off the venoglobulin, and then give that as
4: a dosage to
0: whatever experiment they're doing.
4: That's correct. That's correct. So this is really just human antibodies that are being reprocessed and, and given to the sick individual. Okay. So venoglobulin was diluted in distilled water um, and the drug was tested in two different concentrations, fifty point five micrograms per milliliter. Uh, a portion of the solutions were housed in the pyramid,
3: mm-hmm. and others
4: were not and then the the venoglobulin was deposited into cell like cultures twenty four hours prior to their contamination with the emc virus. so That's the setup. The results. Now, when you looked at the venoglobulin uh, at the higher concentration levels uh, without being in the pyramids, so this is the control, Mm -hmm. this control lowered the breeding capacity of the virus by about 300%. However when the concentration was reduced to 0.5 micrograms per milliliter, the, uh, that effect was no longer observed in the venoglobulin solution that was stored outside of, of the pyramid. However, and this is the key, the lower 0.5 microgram per milliliter solution of venoglobulin that was housed in the pyramid was approximately 150% more effective than the stronger Ah. of 50 micrograms per milliliter that was not stored in the pyramid. And equally important, um, the dilutions, they they diluted this down to even lighter uh, uh, solutions of 0.005, and 0. 0.0005 <laughs> micrograms per milliliter. Mm-hmm. And there was the uh, globulin that was stored in the pyramid maintained its ability to suppress the virus. So it's clear from this example that it's really not the venoglobulin that was working at these lower dilution levels, but it was actually the change in the energy field or mm. the, uh, up to the energy field that was provided by the pyramids.
0: Well, this is in keeping with Bruce De Palma, my physicist friend who <clears throat> was working with um, uh, you know energy mechanisms many years ago. And he arrived at the idea that this energy is neutral in that it will act within whatever matrix you are exposing it. Which means it will make, you know, antivirals more effective. It will produce, you know, changes in batteries that will rejuvenate them. It, it it's very neutral in and of itself, but it seems to match the matrix that you're exposing it to, so it enhances that eff- efficacy, that efficiency.
4: I think you're absolutely right, and you know that's a topic that I think Lori's going to want to talk about a little bit later. Uh, When she talks about the power of the the pyramid and intention and the the role that intention in healing also has. So, um, but I think that's an excellent point. Hmm. Okay. Now the last, the last example that we want to talk about is uh, on slide four, uh, the pyramid Ah. literally eliminated infant mortality in immune system compromised premature babies. Oh, my gosh. And in this situation, what they did, they, uh, a premature baby just as a, uh, an older adult is going to have a compromised immune system. Any Even a normal term baby is going to have a, an immune system that still needs to grow and mature Mm -hmm. and that's the normal reason why our little ones have have coals and sniffles and so forth because their immune system when they're born just isn't uh, completely uh, you know uh, uh, perfected at that point and needs to experience life outside uh, mom to uh, to adapt and to and to build that immune response but anyway Uh, what they did was to take a sample of 20 premature babies with highly compromised immune systems that would normally have died within a few days. Oh my. And they gave these um, children, these premature uh, babies, uh, a glucose solution that was stored again, uh, uh, in the pyramid, and what happened was every single one of those twenty babies who would normally have been expected to die had their vital signs uh, rise up to essentially normal levels oh my uh, within twenty-four hours Holy um, of cow. administration of the water. So, no, and none of the children died in this study. So, there's clearly. a a huge immune function uh, improvement. And what I want to go through next from those three examples is how that happens. Now I don't want to spend a lot of time on immune function, but I do want to go through some basics for people. Okay. Uh, The immune function is uh, largely uh, a function of uh, the lymphocytes that are developed. In the bone, uh, bone marrow in our bodies, uh, those lymphocytes uh, become uh, various, uh, have different functions uh, throughout the body as part of the immune system. Some of them stay um, directly uh, or, or go directly from the uh, bone marrow into the uh, circulatory system and go throughout the body, but others of them uh, travel and and need to go to the thymus gland, Uh, and the thymus gland is important because it produces specific proteins that um, are important in um, the maturation of the lymphocyte into the various uh, uh, types of cells that we need for proper immune function. So a lymphocyte, lymphocytes make up roughly 20 to 40 percent of our uh, white blood cells in our body okay. uh, but they uh, as I said become two different types there's a B lymphocyte for bone marrow and there's T lymphocytes which go through uh, the thymus cells and in the thymus uh, the T cells or thymus cells multiply and differentiate into other types of cells which are important and necessary for immune function. And the reason why that's important for us to understand before we go to the actual data, uh, the first, one of the two things that's been proven through the research, uh, lymphocytes that last longer uh, are going to maintain what's called immune history uh, of the body if if we have long-lived lymphocytes the body, if it's been exposed to other types of similar uh, antigens or pathogens in the system, it's going to be easier for it to, um, uh, to remember that because of the proliferation and the longevity of these cells. So step one of the research shows that uh, the, that Russian uh, water stored inside the pyramid, improves lymphocyte proliferation and longevity mm-hmm. and to go to the results uh, at the bottom of slide six, we'll see that after uh, 10 days there was a or after uh, yeah there was a noticeable increase in the number of cells and the percentage of cell viability in the uh, treated exposure compared to the control group and so, In the control group, they started with a certain number of cells. By day 11, the values in the control group, uh, we started, I think, with a million cells. The uh, number of cells had increased to 1.2 million, but only 52% of those were actually viable or still alive. Mm -hmm. So you had 622,000 that were uh, still viable in the uh, control group. But in the um, uh, pyramid group, you had a total of 1.4 million with a viability of 88% or 1.2 million cells that were still viable after 11 days. So in other words, we have twice the number of lymphocytes that were alive after day 11. When we take that to day 21, however, total that's still alive in the control group goes down to 1,000 cells. And uh, it's still 147,000 cells in the uh, in the this, uh, group that was uh, exposed to the pyramid. And once again, the research indicates that longevity is critically important to uh, the immune system memory within the human body. Hmm. So,
0: so the, py- the pyramid is providing a broad spectrum. If we go with the ether or the torsion field model, a broad spectrum energy boost for normal chemical, biochemical, and cellular activity, and it kills things that you don't want, and it
4: enhances things that you do want. I'm 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 going to say everything you said is correct, with one thing that I I, I would think we'd need more research on, which is. I don't know that it's the pyramid energy that's killing these uh, pathogens as much as it's an improvement in the, uh, in the uh, immune system of the body. But ah, I think, okay. Uh, and that's a thesis that I want to check with. Um, we're going to talk to Lori about that. And obviously Sherry, uh, I'm going to be interested to see what she finds out about that as well. So yeah, we're, we're
0: coming up to the top of the hour here, so we're going to bring Laurie on, and, and uh, uh, Sherry, sure. we're going to bring her back. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about these experiments, because uh, just to do the setup, a few weeks ago, I suggested that you guys, Sherry and Charlie, bring your research together. And I ask a very simple question, which is, what would happen to the frequencies that Sherry is prescribing if they were applied in the energy-enhancing environment of one of Charlie's pyramids. right. And so that's what we're going to talk about in the next couple of hours because we've got some really, really interesting results so far and they bode very well for this research. My guests this morning are Charlie Zeiss and Sherry Edwards and we're going to be joined by some additional people that are part of Charlie's team. You're on the other side of midnight. My name is Richard C. Hoagland. We shall return. Thanks for listening to this exciting first hour. Now, the second and third hour of the show is available to Club 19.5 members only. Please support the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 and join our very interesting community. To do that, please visit the website the other side of midnight.com and click on the Join Club 19.5 link in the left hand column. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll gain access to the rest of this show and all previous 350 plus shows that we have done. Now, recent Club 19.5 member archive recordings have the commercials removed and the sound quality has been enhanced. You'll also receive a dedicated private podcast feed that contains these enhanced show recordings and you'll be able to download the MP3 files directly from the archive if you prefer. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll also be the first to preview our new videos and reports. We'll be adding exclusive new features to Club 19.5 as we go forward, and boy have we got some amazing things to tell you about in the coming weeks. So please support the show and don't miss all the exciting new things we have planned. I want to thank all our Club 19.5 members because Without your guys' support, this show would not be on the air. Please help us continue growing the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 today. And when I say we really need you, we really need you. Over and out.